Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, Mom Edition. I'm having so much fun with these. You guys are reaching out about them. You guys are, you know, just when I always say, just when I'm always like, you know what? These aren't like, you know, run around the room, powerful shouting moments. It's something that's going to lay the foundation for our parenting. It's that's going to lay the foundation have to have the best children, to have the best parenting, to have the best peace in our home. And so I'm really enjoying these. And then like here I am when I think that it's not like, you know, Ah, I get, I'm getting so many messages right now. I'm getting so many messages on questions and, <coughs> excuse me, so many messages on what do I do in this situation? Uh, what do you recommend? What do you say? And, you know, I've, I've recommended books and, and then I've recommended places in the Bible to read and, and just things that we all, you know, I, I'm constantly praying to God for wisdom. I'm constantly saying like, hey, Lord, Keep showing me. Show me how to be the best parent. Show me uh, how to handle uh, this kid versus this kid because everyone is everyone's different. Every personality is different. Um, and so I was thinking about the two uh, broadcasts this week, and, and I'm really enjoying making these called Mom Edition. So whether you are a mom, a grandmother, or one day going to be a mom, it's all wonderful biblical information that, we need to have because it's something that you could say, hey, I may not be in that place right now, but you know someone who is, so then you can forward the information or you can take what you've learned and then encourage somebody else, teach somebody else, because that's what we're supposed to do. The Bible says, you know, as you're getting older, the older women that full of wisdom, they're supposed to be, their responsibility is teaching the younger generation, and then so on. So it's a cycle. Like as we keep getting older, we're passing it down, and then and then it becomes you know a cycle of the goodness of God, godly cycle that we need. Uh, and Donna said, "Listen to your podcast this morning. Don't be a moron." I actually forgot that I titled it that, but there was a very good reason I did. I'm sure there is. Um, uh, Leslie said, "Oh." Well, I love you guys. So thank, thanks for sticking around. You know, I won't be long today, and I probably shouldn't ever say that because I just go till I'm done. But I do have two main keys, two main points to go along with our mom edition today on how you can raise your kids in an impure world. Impure world. We are moms that need to be ready to fight every battle okay which I don't even have this in but it is the verse that I'm always standing on when I started nonstop mom and still my my personal ministry today with women and with anyone is Hannah's prayer because it says my heart rejoices in the Lord the Lord has made me strong so we're moms that are battle ready this is a time that, you know, your kids are going to have plenty of time to slay giants. You know, we're, we, we, we're raising giant killers. and Yes, we are. But this is the time as moms where while we're still the master, while we're still like the teacher, you know what I mean? Like when you have someone that's in karate, it's your master, your teacher. Well, we're still the trainer. This is our time to still be in charge. Your kids are going to have plenty of time to fight off giants, plenty of time. This is their time where it says when you raise them up, when you teach them this knowledge, when you impart to them, when you train them, it won't depart from them. So this is our time, mom, right now. Moms, this is our time. We're raising our kids to, to fight against this, uh, this godless generation. And we're not going, they're not going to be prey to this impure world. They're not gonna have to go through mistakes and uh, pregnancy out of marriage, and abortions, and fear, and they're not going to have to go through that world's mess and that world system. Why? 
We teach our children, we train our children off of a different system. We train our children a different way. We don't take our cues from society, from this world, what the next self-help book has or what the next uh, counselor has to say or therapist. We, we don't take our cues from them. We take our cues from the mighty, alive and powerful word of God. So for Samuel, finish saying in two, one, it says, I now have an answer for my enemies and I rejoice because you rescued me. So moms, you are made strong. Moms, you are made to have an answer for your enemies. There will be times that your children will later slay giants. Right now, we're on the battlefield. We're suited up. They're behind us because we're protecting them. And it has to be what we say goes based on biblical instruction, based on biblical instruction. So this world is inundated with promiscu promiscuity. I can't say the world. It's like too much sugar. <laughs> and sexual images around every corner, everything. I mean, like, the stuff that I see advertised for kids, I mean, elementary kids, what they're wearing, the bathing suits that they're coming out with, um, it, the whole, like, it's so cute, you know, with, with the, you know, I, I mean, I shut it down real fast. If, and people do. They come to me and they're like, oh, they're so cute. Look at that. Like, they're like seven and it's like, uh, someone I know that has a boy and then my daughter and they're like, oh, it's so cute. We got them. They're just so cute. They're like little boyfriend and girlfriend. And I'm like, ah, stop it right there. Zip it. <laughs> That's not cute. We're not pushing that thought. I don't allow any of those thoughts near my children. Not even a hint. Not even a hint of, is that boy cute or anything like that. They have all the time in the world to think that. They have all the time when it's an appropriate time to get to that point where then they can start thinking about the opposite sex. Plenty of time, okay? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All of that is not a time. This is a time to instill the word of God inside of them. This is not a time that make everything cute. The songs that are out there around every, every corner. Call me maybe, whatever that, I don't even remember who sings that song. It's like in my head. What's the rest of it, Tiff? Do you know? She's laughing. Do you know the song? Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. But it's like, a little girl, she might sound like a little girl, she might not be, but these are the songs little girls are listening to. So then you have a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid who's like jamming with their parent, which always, to this day, baffles me. I'm always talking to Ted like, um, that's not cute. Singing these songs about dating when you're like eight years old with your son or daughter is not, it's not cute. It's starting to... Um, deposit seed into their life. It's starting to make them aware of something that they're not supposed to be aware of right now at this age. I mean, I'm so strict and Madeline knows and Madeline is phenomenal at this. She's very sensitive. Her spirit's very sensitive. Um, uh, but she's very, she's starting, you know, certain shows were, were guarded on what they watch. Um, and, uh, you know, she'll ask to watch something and I'll be like, you know, Maddie, that that's set in a high school like scene. You know, that's like that high school scene. So, you know, you're always going to have somebody's looking at somebody. There's a little bit of a crush, you know, even if there's no kissing involved. My whole big thing is, sure, there's going to be a time and a place um, for her to look at a, a guy and think he's I know Ted doesn't agree with that because he's never letting them get married. But I mean, as you get over, older, there will be a time and a place for that. Madeline at 11 and going on 12, it's not a time or a place for that. Brooklyn, not a time or a place for that. Teddy, you know, there's, there's parents out there. There's, I remember one time going to a church and, and my daughter 
was four and five years old. And then there's other boys in the church that are like the grandkids of the people we were preaching for. And he was like five or six coming up to me, telling me how beautiful my dog, like she's four and five. So like at five and six, you're already like getting crushes on girls because that's what gets instilled by what they see, what they hear. And, 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 you, and what I'm going to be talking about today is not for you to stick them in a bubble. It's all about training. I don't want you to hide your kids. You know, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> I don't want you to hide your kids. I want you to train your kids. Because when you hide your kids, that's going to be my second point is we start to parent by fear. When you start to be like, I can't let them go out. I can't let them do this. There's going to be a balance. You know, I say I, I won't let Madeline watch certain things because it will open a door to certain thoughts that it's not that I don't ever want her to have an idea of, ooh, a boy looks cute. But it's not a certain thought. The whole point is age. The whole point is there's different times for her to be introduced to this stuff. And so we're going to teach our kids now at a young age how to stay pure in an impure world when there's so much coming at them. So much. I mean, you watch these stupid high school shows and they push on you like it's okay to have multiple boyfriends. I want you to sleep around because you, you can't have one person your whole life, right? I mean, I want you to, to test out because like that's a lot to say I do for like 50 years. I mean, like you should like, you know, sleep around, see what you like, see what you're in the mood for. I mean, like this is what's being told to this generation. Don't settle. Don't get connected. Don't stand in unity. Because everything that the world's telling you to do is the opposite of the Word of God that's going to make things work. God works in unity. God doesn't work in chaos. And so a, a, a godly relationship to come together later is the ideal plan of how God wants this relationship, how wants couples and families to work in unity, husband and wife, will become one together forever when they get married. He, he doesn't want that. And so the world's going to push everything they can at your children. And the Bible says in Proverbs 24, 3, in Proverbs 24, 3, a house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. So it takes wisdom to have a good family. It takes wisdom to have a good family, and it takes understanding to make it strong. Write that verse down, Proverbs 24, 3. It takes wisdom to have a good family and understanding to make it strong. And this is how God's called us to be as parents. So moms, we can do this. We're going to have to step out of our comfort zone. We're going to have to have a, a, a righteous boldness step up. Because I know you guys. I know if like an actual person was going to try to come steal your kids off the playground, walk into your house, carry your kids out to like a, a dark van. Like y'all are going to be putting up a fight. So here we are. We've got the same situation with the things of the world supernatural. You've got the enemy coming after your kids. You've got temptations left and right. And so we're going to put our foot down. We're putting it down today. We're going to say enough is enough. I'm raising my kids in the goodness of God, in the word of God. And then as they grow up, it's not ever going to leave them. You, you can go through life with making minimal mistakes. You truly can. But you got to be filled with the word for that. You got to be filled with the spirit of God for that. So that's how we're going to raise our kids. All right. <clears throat> Raising pure kids doesn't happen on accident 
purity happens on purpose, I wrote down. Raising pure kids doesn't happen by accident. Purity happens on purpose. There's always going to be voices in our lives. There's always going to be voices in our lives. The Bible says in John 10, in verse 27... My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from my Father's hand. So there's always going to be a voice that we have to listen to. All right? We're going to listen to God's voice because it says, you know, He's our shepherd. We're the sheep. A sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And how do we do that? We know what the word of God says. We trust it. We, we've read it. We apply it. We live it. We're going to know his voice. Okay, but number one, how to raise your kids in an impure world is you're going to be the voice in their life. You're going to be the voice in their life. They don't need to figure this kind of stuff out on their own. They don't need to figure uh, what sex is on their own. They don't need to figure what uh, all this like impure actions is on their own, what the world wants from them. We, moms, are going to be the voice in our children's life. Dads, head of the household, they're going to be the voice in their children's life. Sons, you know, sometimes it is a dad for a daughter because they are close or... They're single dads. Same for a mom. You might be a single mom. You're the voice for both of them. But you are the voice in their life. You are the voice. Our kids, they don't need full access to everything. They don't need to be alone in their rooms. Um, um, you know, you don't, they don't need to be up there for hours. They don't need to be on their iPads being able to do whatever they want. They don't need to be, you know, uh, countless uh, searching on the computer, uh, certain apps. There's, there's apps out there. Check your children's apps. What you think is cute, what you think, um, it, it, they slip stuff in. I've had, Brooklyn, I've had apps I've had to take off. Uh, there was this one app and it was a house app. It was like a, a normal, fine app. And you, like you, you lived a life, but every time you did stuff and worked and things, you'd kind of go up a level. Well, I, I felt in my spirit one day, I was like, you know what? That's right, Denise. Denise is a wonderful mom. Wonderful mom. I've learned a lot from her over the years. Um, and uh, I felt to go on this app, and I, it happened to be a level. Now, Brooklyn didn't get to the level yet if she would have turned her iPad on. But I was like, I don't know about this app. And, um, you know, the name was fine. The idea was fine. When you read the info, you know, when you go to download apps, it gives you a description, just like when you watch a movie, it gives you a description, an app. And when I clicked on that app, it was this guy at his boss's house. Like, this is a, a kid's app. And it was like kind of scenarios, like, what do you want to do next? And the question popped up, and it was like, give me a massage. or And I was like... <laughs> I was like, so many wrongs here. Like, why are you at your boss's house? Why is she asking for a massage? What's going to happen next? Why is this a kid's app? Abort, abort, abort. So you have to be involved in your children's life. Check on things constantly. Be aware. Listen. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Be guided by the Holy Spirit. Don't just go by what ratings say on there. Oh, well, this is so-and-so. It's rated G, so it's fine. Okay, so you still have to pay attention to these things. You have to see what the scenarios, what are they talking about? You know, so don't be like, it's okay because the world said it's okay. Now, some stuff is fine. Yeah, okay, it's rated G, it's nothing, whatever. But they're always going to try to now, as you guys know, even more than ever, Push things in, push things into uh, situations, enlighten your kids to things that they've uh, never thought of before. Now, 
okay, this is for me. Now, everyone's different, so I'm not getting down on you if your kid saw this movie, okay? But you, you have to guide and live and, you know, lead your kids by the Holy Spirit. That's why I've taught so many times, many of you have listened to my podcast, that there's decisions and medical decisions I've made for my family that other people haven't. But you know what? It was a direct order from the voice of God, and that's what I have to go by. So there's a movie called Inside Out, I think that's the name of it, that came out a few years ago. And I, I would not let my kids see it, now it's a G, but I wouldn't let my kids see it because we're so big on um, joy against depression and control of your emotions. I'm teaching my children right now that we are in control of our emotions. Our emotions don't control us we are in self-control. So as I'm teaching my kids self-control, I, I didn't let them see that because it was like a cartoon of four different emotions inside someone's head. There was sadness and joy and love and like they would all take over when they felt like it. And I was like, you know what? For, for me and my teaching for my children and what we're doing in our home and on the Word of God, this isn't going to be good because in their mind, they're now subconsciously going to be like, well, I, I, I feel like I want to throw a fit. I'm going to throw a fit because I feel like I want to throw a fit and I'm, I'm just going to do it because I feel it. And so that's what happens. And, and so for our family, that was a decision you know, we made. So you've got to be the voice in your children's life, but be spirit-led. That voice that's going to come out of you and the decisions that you make for your family will be spirit-led because you're hearing the voice of God. You're hearing what God is telling you that's best for your family and for your kids. So it's like going to trickle from the top. God speaking to you on your children and then you're taking his voice and you're implementing it into your children's life. And when you do stuff like that, you can't go wrong. Your parenting can't go wrong. Your children can't go wrong. And so we have to be aware that their brains haven't fully formed yet. They're growing, learning about sexuality, you know, <laughs> all the hormones that are starting to rage now. I got Madeline turning 12. and. Every so often, every so often, I'm seeing that girl, uh, you know, that girl impatient that little girls can get. They start, I mean, big girls still get it. I still get it. <laughs> you know, that rises up inside of you. But the thing that her dad and I are teaching her is, yeah, that is a tr true emotion. Yes, it's something you really did feel, but... How are we gonna handle it? Do we have to let it get out of control? Can we control that emotion? Do we have self-control? And so while everything's, uh, that's right, hormones are activated right now. As we're coming into that uh, age of hormones starting to flare and, and go and everything like that, we don't need to put temptation. We don't need to allow certain things in front of them that their mind's going to expand on, that their thoughts are going to grow on, that now they're going to be extra curious. And when they're curious, that's fine. But I want us to be the voice to our children. Because just like I said, we hear our shepherd's voice. What comes down from the Father comes to us as a parent that's full of wisdom and guidance. And then um, what comes into us, we then can impart to our children. You look more on YouTube versus Facebook while you teach, correct? I don't, I don't know what you mean, Faith. Um, and you don't, like I said, you don't have to isolate your children. Parents get to that point of, I don't really want to talk about this right now. I don't know how to talk to my, like, I'm nervous to talk to my kid about this. Or I'm embarrassed to talk to my kid about this. So we're just going to keep them in. We're just going to, can't watch this, can't have that. You're not allowed to have an iPad. Can't watch this. And you can't play with so-and-so. And da-da-da-da-da. -and, and we're just, just stay in the house. Just stay in the house and look out the glass window at everybody out there. Because <laughs> that's what parents do. They would rather 
put their kid in like a container and lock a lid on it than just sit down and teach them. And the thing is, what's so awesome is we're not teaching just based on like our own knowledge. We're going to teach them from the word of God. So you already have an instruction manual. You don't need to try to find answers to questions. You don't need to try to find answers. And uh, I don't know if I'm qualified to sit down and talk to my kid about this. You're qualified. You're qualified because he gave you children and you're qualified and you're qualified to be a parent because he's called you to be a parent. So you're qualified. You're qualified because you have the word of God as your instruction manual. So don't lock them up and isolate them. Sit down and teach them from the word of God about situations about the next step. My children will learn everything, but the key is when will they learn it? It will be in doses and it will be based on their age and it will be at certain levels. It's just not gonna be all at once of what they need to know. Keep your kids young and pure as long as possible. Never get tripped up by this society that tells them you know, they have to have this device at this age, and they have to have this at this age, and they should be doing this by this age. No. Nobody is a better um, guardian than you are. Nobody has better say and wisdom and knowledge over your kids than you. Just remember that. You don't take your cues from anyone else but the Word of God because nobody has better say than what you do. Here's a few common sense moments for us moms. Common sense. Clean old common sense. More people should have it. It's my favorite thing. I think it's better than book smarts at times. <laughs> All right. If you're allowing them to spend lots of times with other kids that are promiscuous as your teenagers, um, here's an idea. Let's not bring teenagers opposite sex into your bedroom. And able to close your door. <laughs> oh, I trust my kid. They're a good kid. Hello, McFly. Hello. They're young. They're young-minded. Their brains are still learning and growing. And temptation is at an all-time high. Hormones are flailing all around. And you're going to be based on, like, she's a good Christian at 12 years old. That right there, any, any. 13, 14, 15, that right there is like insane to me how parents think. Insane to me. Insane. Because you're literally opening the door for the enemy to come in and make a bad decision in that moment. A bad decision that could cause a lifelong of consequences. One moment. One moment. One moment. So don't allow it. I don't care what other parents allow. I could, anyone who knows me knows I could care less what other parents allow. I could care less what other people have to say over my kids. I could care less. And you have to get to that place. You have to get to that place. No reason to shut a door. No reason. So you're allowing, and, and, and you know, they're with other kids. You got plenty of kids who are in public school that have friends that are not Christian. And I get it. You know, you're also being a good witness to them. You're being a light in a dark place. But if you're allowing them to constantly be in positions with these kids that are promiscuous, who do you think's going to eventually cave? It, it, I'm sorry, it's not going to be, there's going to be like an aha Jesus moment. There's, these kids are young. You're going to end up having your kid fall into a, a, a trap of temptation and get into an impure situation. They're going to, um, they have loose moral values. So, you know, don't be surprised when your kids start pushing that purity envelope. If that's what they're, if that's what's feeding into them and they're looking at that, then that's exactly what the next step is going to be. That's what the next step is going to be. Here's another one. There are their attire, their attire, their clothes. Mom, help your kids out. And this is majority for girls, you know, unless your boy wants to dress like a woman. This is a majority of uh, 
your kids' attire for girls. Don't let them wear crop tops. Don't let them wear these booty shorts. Teach your girls to be class acts. It goes a lot further in life. A lot further in life. A lot further in life. Teach them to dress appropriate. Teach them to care what they look like. To care what they look like. I'm always, I mean, I'm big. You know, Maddie's starting to wear like sports bras now. We're not showing straps. We're not, you know, we're not, stuff's not hanging out of their back. They're, there's no crop tops. My kids know like they lift their shirt because I, I know a lot of shirts are this short shirt. Then they're going to wear a tank top under it. If they're lifting their arms and their belly's showing, they, are, they already know. They already know because they see what their mom has taught them. They see how their mom dresses. They see what's appropriate. And I've talked to them. I was that voice letting them know. Because we all know sex sells. We all know that people out there that, you know, have that whole sexual uh, look about them is going to be less. It's all less. And it's going to be harder to find clothes that way because it's not how the world wants you to represent your kids. It's not how the world wants you to represent your daughters. Teach your daughters to be class acts. Teach your daughter to care. Teach your daughter to be somebody. You know what? You're going to stick out. In, I, I'm just like blown away by some of these like prom dresses that I'm seeing kids wear. Who said it was a good idea to put sequins on a skirt and then your belly and then a top? None of that is classy. It's not. I mean, some of y'all might get mad at me, but it's not classy. It's trash. It's super trash. Kids should not be having, high school girls should not be having their boobs falling out of a top. Teach them to put something on that fits. I mean, this is, this is why I said common sense moment. Teach your girls to put on something that fits. Classy will take you a lot further. You'll, it says man looks on the outward. You want to be respected. You want to have, you know, you're going to go get a good job. You're not going to be wearing crop tops to interviews. They're going to look at you and be like, mm. teach your girls now at a young age. Because it, it, there's something about it. To me, that's more empowering than letting it all hang out. You're going to teach your girls to stand out in the room by looking different than everyone else. Why everyone else looks like that, you're going to be over there looking like royalty. You're going to be over there looking different. Teach your kids to dress appropriate. Not to attract guys. Not to get whatever's tight around my butt and everything else to look that can fall out. That is not attractive at all. Not attractive. Not attractive. Um, let's see. Things that you are going to give your children. We talked about it at the beginning. You know, Madeline, she's turning 12, and yeah, she has a, she has a phone. Now... You know, I never had a phone until I was 16. My mom was like, we, you, we, we could share my cell phone uh, when you drive the car. That was my thing, the Nokia. Remember the Nokia? Best phone ever. You could change the buttons. You can change the antenna. You can change the faceplate, hologram sticker on it. Best phone ever, Nokia. Um, but, you know, I didn't have it. And now that it, but I also didn't have iPads. So like Madeline had an iPad from traveling and it worked the exact same and an iPod as a phone. So they worked the same exact way, but no cell service. So we ended up getting her a phone last year for her birthday because it works the same. And now I can get a hold of her if she needs me in any situation at churches, if she's at my mom's, but there's also a um, rule on it. You know, she doesn't have any social media apps. She's not doing whatever she wants. She's not allowed to give her number out to anybody unless asked and given permission 
or taken. So there's not one person on there that she's talking to that I don't know that she's talking to. So you're going to have to be guarded with your kids. Be involved. I know parents don't like to do that. They're all like, oh, I don't want to be in my kid's business. Wake up, parents. They are your business. They live under your roof. You feed them. You clothe them. You pay for them. They are your business. When they get out of the house and they get married, then you can take your phone tracker off. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Then you can take your phone tracker off and not look at their texts and tell them not. Because then you've trained them. This is a training time. This is not I'm trying to be my friends, my kids' best friend as mom. I love my kids. I'm friends with my kids. We have a good time. Like we laugh like friends. We joke like friends. But listen, at the end of the day, I, I'm the authority figure over my children, and they know it. I could change my tone. I could say something real fast, and they realize they snap out of it. Mom's not my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so don't feel like you shouldn't be in your kids business you be all up in their business as long as they're alive why because you can you are the boss you are the boss till the very end you're the boss so don't be a mom that's like I can't be in their business and see what they're doing you want to keep your kids holy, you want to keep your kids pure, you stay on top of them. You be the voice in their life. Number two, um, we don't raise our children by fear, and that's totally avoidable. So the first one is we're going to be the voice in their life. Jesus is the voice in our life. We're going to impart that to our kids. The voice that we're saying is what we've heard from the Holy Spirit, okay? We don't care what this world has to say or offer, okay? They want to destroy our children. We don't care. We're not going to take it. No. We ain't going to take it. <laughs> we're not going to take it anymore. See? <laughs> I guess it's like a rock kind of day. They listen to more classic rock when I leave on my way home. All right, so we don't raise by fear. We don't raise by fear. That's avoidable. Knowing God's word and trusting, trusting his word is going to put our parenting into a place of confidence and faith. That's that is the best way we're going to be able to parent our children. The best way that we're going to be able to um, instruct our children. The best way we're going to be able to lead our children, train our children. It's going to be that we don't parent by fear. We have to know God's word. We have to trust what God's word says. And then we have to implement it in our lives and pass it down to our children. It's avoidable. Being pure doesn't transpire by hiding our children, locking them in a box of protection. You know, we're going to shield, we're going to prep. So I'm thinking, what do we got in the Bible? What's the story we got in the Bible that is people who didn't compromise, didn't bow, uh, had the word, had the word, and because they had the word, what, what happened? They didn't compromise and they didn't bow. So we got Daniel came to mind. He promised to pray. That's right, Leslie. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You got four young men who remained pure and true to what, um, to their convictions. Even though they were surrounded by godless society, they were surrounded by Prayer pressure, uh, their prayer pressure was, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Okay, we don't have that kind of, like, <laughs> there are consequences, but, like, theirs was, you, if you don't bow, if you don't stop praying, you will die. All right, so we've got the four, the four guys that remain pure and true to their convictions while surrounded by an ungodly culture. 
They stood when everyone bowed because they were taught long before that what really mattered. Don't you see here? What we're teaching our kids now will keep them to stand later. What we're teaching our kids now will keep them from compromising later. What we teach our children now, what we're training our children in every aspect is going to put them in a place where they don't have to cave. They don't have to fold. They don't have to bow down to peer pressure. They don't have to compromise to temptation because everyone's doing it or they're being made fun of for not doing it. They will not be moved. They will not be moved. And that's what us as a parent, we can't parent by fear and hide them, like I said, and think that, um, you know, if I, if, I don't, if I don't talk about it, then they'll never be introduced to it, so then they won't know. Mm-mm. Your kids are always going to know about what's going on. You're going to be able to keep them, um, you're going to be able to shield them from it for a certain amount of time. But just know your kids will always be introduced to the evilness in this world. They're going to end up hearing bad words. They're going to end up knowing what sex is. They're going to end up knowing what a lot of other sexual things are. They're going to, they're going to learn about it. What, what would you rather them know it from? Your voice, your teaching about it, talking to them about it, or the friend next door, or the kids at school, or the kids on the bus, or a movie, or a website. So just like Bethany said, better that you control the when and the where, without a doubt. Better that you control the when and the where. So what puts you in a place of no compromising? Like I said, knowing what the Word of God has, standing firm on what your children have been taught. They're going to stand firm on what you're teaching them. You didn't just have kids to breathe life into them and feed them milk and three hot meals a day and make sure they go to school. You had kids for way bigger reasons than that. And so by standing firm on what they've been taught, no fear will be involved, just confidence. I did a mom edition on teaching your children about honor because honor will keep them from sinning. Fearing the Lord will keep them from sinning. Proverbs 8.13, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Proverbs 8.13. Psalm 119.11, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When the word of God is taught to your children, when they've got this sure foundation and things are taught to them at certain ages, certain ages, they're hiding the word. They're not going to sin. They're not going to have sex before marriage. They're not going to want to do other sexual things before marriage. They're not going to want to go out and get drunk and put them in a, a bad position to let their guard down to get on drugs, to smoke weed. They're not going to want to. It's going to be such a distaste in their mouth because the Word of God is so filled up inside of them that they're going to hate evil. It's going to be so disgusting to them. I pray that it's so disgusting to our children. The sight of it, the smell of it, the thought of it is so disgusting to our children. We're not having prodigal kids. I've already declared that. Over my household, I'm declaring it over yours. And some of you might have children right now that have walked away from the Lord. And God shows love and mercy and forgiveness. And seeds have been sown into them and they're going to come back. They're going to come back. They're not gone forever. We're calling them back in at the end of this broadcast. But for the ones who are at that point in life where their kids are around and haven't done that, they're not going to do it. Don't get that thought in your head. Don't say, well, they might be that, but thank God for God's grace. No, ma'am. No, sir. We're not having prodigal children. We're not. We're teaching our kids now uh, the word of God. We're teaching them now the good things of God. We're laying a foundation for them now so they don't have to go through trials and tribulations and struggles. We can nip that in the bud now by proper teaching. 
So the three Hebrews brothers and Daniels, they knew why they were standing. So it's important why and who for your kids. They knew why they were standing and they knew who they were standing for. So when you teach your kids things from the word of God, they'll know why they said no to a situation. They'll say they'll know why they're standing up for the things of God. And they'll also know who. Back to my broadcast on honor. When you have a fear for God, it's an awe, a reverence, a respect. I want to do only what's right for you. I want to only do what's pleasing to you, Lord. So they'll know why they're standing up for the things of God and against evil. And your children will know who they're doing it for. Amen. Who they're doing it for. They'll know why and they'll know who. They will not fall into an impure situation because they'll know why and they'll know who in Jesus' name. Their relationship with God right now is paramount on their decision-making. We know that it's important that we're laying this solid rock foundation. They're going to have a healthy fear of the Lord. That was my whole thing on honor. You know, you hear the word fear, and so sometimes we shut it down and we're like, only think the bad fear. But no, there's a, there's a good fear, and it's fearing God. It's fearing our Heavenly Father and all our respect and honor for the things of God and honor for our Heavenly Father. That's what's going to cause your kids to live free from sin. So our action steps on our part is going to keep them pure in an impure world. We're not going to let them figure this out on their own. No children have to figure things out on their own. We have godly, godly parents. You're a godly parent. You're sitting here with me on a Wednesday afternoon for an hour. You're a godly parent. You want to know what you can do better each and every day to raise your children. You want to know what can I do? Give me wisdom, God, to lead and guide my children. Thank you, Jesus, for our children. Thank you, Lord, that they are set above Set above this world, Lord. They're not part of this world. They're going to be that city on a hill where the light cannot go out. That's what I see with children. I, I, it's a verse that I quote a lot, but it's something that I see. It's a light that's never going to go out. How do we not let that light out? We don't fall prey to this world. Father God, I pray for every child. I pray for our children. that They are strong. They're smart. They're set apart. They're full of wisdom. They're healthy. They're wise. They're full of the Holy Ghost. They're not going to compromise. They're not going to bow. They're going to know your voice. They're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit at a young age. You're going to be their guide. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, Lord. You're filling them with your power. You're filling them with their Holy Spirit. So they will know your voice voice. You're going to be a GPS for them at an early age. Thank you, God, that the temptations of this world will not take them out. I rebuke the enemy. He has no say over our children. We live in authority. We walk in authority in our homes in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for protection over our children. They're not going to be surrounded by chaos in this world. They're not going to be surrounded by school shootings and, and, and knife fights and uh, fights in general. They're not going to be surrounded by that mess. You're going to put a supernatural protection, a supernatural uh, bubble around them, Lord. So as they're out into the world, they won't see what others will see. Guard their eyes. Guard their hearts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for making us the best parents that we can be. Thank you, Lord, that you're giving us supernatural wisdom and guidance. We're walking in our rightful authority as children of God, as parents that you've given these precious gifts to us, that we walk in rightful authority. Our kids aren't getting trapped by the impurity of this world. We're going to be smart parents. We're going to be a Holy Spirit guided parents in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I'm loving these mom editions. 
We are raising kids in a tough generation. But the thing is, what I found out is, even though it seems tough and it seems like the world is getting worse out there, the Word of God never changes. The Word of God is yes and amen. The Word of God is so be it. The Word of God is our help. The Word of God is our book of answers. The Word of God is our life's manual. So even though it gets darker in the world, even though it gets harder, uh, the things that are out there, the things that are in movies, the things that are said, uh, the things that are presented to our child are getting worse, our kids are going to be fine. Don't you ever worry about your kids. Don't you ever let a second guess come in your mind for you believing for kids. Don't ever say, I don't know if I should have kids the way this world's going. Take that confession out of your mouth right now and throw it in the garbage. Don't be concerned for your kids. The only way I would be concerned for our children is if you're not teaching them the Word of God. Because what worked for Daniel, what worked for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what worked for the prophets in there in, in the Old Testament, worked for the disciples in the New Testament, is still working for us now. It's still working for us now. So you never have to be concerned with, are my children going to be okay? Our children are going to be perfect. Until the Lord returns, our children are going to be great. Our children are going to be on a living on a high. Our children are going to be struggle free. But, but what? We got to be the voice. We got to teach them the word of God. So as they get older, you have a legacy of godly children that are now going to reciprocate that into their own lives, into their own marriage, into their own kids. I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I will see you again on Friday for another mom edition. You guys have a good rest of your week. Talk to you later.